The Atlantic Access Podcast is a presentation of Infohub.ca. For the latest on what's happening in your community, let's build the future together at Infohub.ca. And Entertainment Plus Mobile DJ and Media Relations in Moncton, see EntertainmentPlus.ca. Welcome to the Atlantic Access Podcast. Now your host, Terry Parker. Hey, thanks, Jen, and welcome to episode number 136, featuring Sarah McLaughlin this week as we go back in time to 1999 for a very special edition of the podcast. That year, Sarah was looking forward to the beginning of Lilith Fair, the third edition and the last run for that particular tour, and had just released a companion live album called Mirrorball. So we're going to spin six of the most notable songs from that project, and we're going to hear Sarah talk about Lilith Fair, that live album, and how she describes her relationship with her fans. And we'll follow all that up with a special bonus track. So to get us underway from her Mirrorball album, this is Sarah McLaughlin and Ice Cream at Atlantic Access. Singing. 
here on the new album and seeing the new video is this wonderful uh, family. Yeah. You can feel the ties that bind you in the music. That's good. I'm glad you can get a sense of that because it's true. It does exist. Um, both band and, and crew become very much like family because we're, we spend so much time together physically. Um, and they're incredible people. It's, it's And it's great to... You sort of... It's like a Petri dish. You know, you all come together and you're... 
<laughs> it either works or it doesn't. And we've been amazingly lucky that everybody gets along really well. And uh, it's a great psychological human experiment to put all these people together and, and, and watch it work or, or not. And, and we've been very lucky and uh, I've learned a lot from, from being around people that much and, and from seeing how we all get along together and, and, and the communicative skills that you need to learn to, to get along in that kind of environment is great. It's, it's, I think it's a good, a good teaching opportunity. I guess I better ask you why Mirrorball? I don't really know, you know. I, I guess I don't have a great answer for that, except that I'm just addicted to mirror balls, and I, I begged my lighting director to to bring some on the road with us the last tour, and he finally said, oh, "Okay, okay, we'll do it." And there's something about singing under a mirror ball when it's going and the lights are down and that thing's moving on its axis and shining up the world, and it's kind of Coca-Cola moment kind of way. And uh, Chris, you know, I don't know. It's it's just it's really. It's romantic and it's it's rock and roll and it's it's glam and it's it's all those amazing things that I think about when I, when I think about kind of music and, and the lifestyle. I asked you about the difference between Lilith audiences and and your own tour. What about the difference between you, the performer at Lilith, and you, the performer on your own tour? Well, I think performing, like I said, in front of so many people has really strengthened me as a as a, as a performer, as an entertainer, uh, and realizing the power of, of physical movement and of, of reaching out to the last row, uh, it's been really, really helpful. You know, I've just, I think I've just gotten way better at performing and emoting and, and kind of, and talking. I think talking was always the hardest thing for me. And it took me a long time to get comfortable with, you know, sometimes I think, God, whatever comes out of my mouth is going to sound so stupid, just shut up and sing. And I, it took me a long time to get over that, feeling kind of self-conscious about being spontaneous and just uttering whatever came into mind. And that people, they didn't mind. They liked it. It's okay. You know, just be yourself and, and, and it'll be all right. Two singles. Possession is for modern rock radio and I'll Remember You is, uh, is for the rest of the stations, I guess. Because modern rock is really where I, I got a start, especially in America. Um they they were pretty supportive like early on and i really you know want to try and give them something because obviously they can't play i'll remember you it's too soft but it's nice to give them something in possession i think if it had been released two late two years later probably could have been way more successful than it was uh saying well this is too soft or it's too this or too that or you're too too woman for us or whatever the whatever the reason was so i think it'll be fun to give it kind of a second chance Standing 
It's almost impossible to know what the full effect of Lilith is. But we do know one thing. It's changed the business. I think it has. And I think in a really positive way. And I'm so proud to be part of something like that that has really you know, made a positive change. I, so many young women come up to me and say, you know, like I said before, they, I probably wouldn't have gotten radio play, but they say now, you know, Lilith Fair has sort of proved this, that women can be played back-to-back on the radio and people will enjoy it. The difference between the Lilith audience and your audience? I'd say they're pretty similar. Uh, as far as the energy that they give, very similar. And, you know, I, I've been lucky to play in front of 25, 30,000 people and been able to feel like I've connected with most of them. And uh, it's a very t- it is a very tangible thing to, to feel that, to reach that level when you're when you're sharing so many different energies and they're all sort of a lot of it's focusing on you and focusing through you um it's it's a great feeling and it's fun and amazing to be able to connect with that many people uh and feel like you're you're doing something positive how long did it take you to learn to reach out like that i mean really truly reach out i'd say the first year of lilith was the probably the biggest teacher for me in that uh because i'd been playing Playing to about, you know, between two and 3,000 people at most before that. And um, I had learned to to reach out to that number of people. And, you know, you, when you can see the back of the auditorium, it still, <laughs> it still makes sense to you. But when you look out and there's 20, 20 so thousand people and it's just like a sea of people, you really have to, you, you have to be bigger. You have to be larger than life. Not only in your emotional stance, but in in, in your physical stance as well and a lot of that had to do also with the the confidence that that gave me 
the, the success of it and, and, and the adoration from, from the audiences, not only watching me, but watching the other artists and just seeing how well it all worked together, you know, gained so much on, on so many levels. Then why didn't your head swell up and, it, and, and your body implode? And <laughs> why is it that you've been able to remain because so it's, centered? Because I didn't do it by myself. Uh, this, uh, Lilith Fair, the success of Lilith Fair is a collective. Uh, I by myself did not draw 25,000 people. It was all the artists together that brought in all those people, not just me. It was the strength of our collective force. That's what made it such a powerhouse. What was the connection you made with the audience? I think it's the emotional impact. That's what I get back from people anyway. The sense of empathy that people get when they hear my songs. And it's the same thing that I get when a song really moves me. It moves me to to think. It moves me to feel something in myself. It connects me with myself. And I think that's what other people feel. Just judging again from what people say, so much of that is like they say, well, it sounds like you're talking about my life. You're talking about the way I feel about something. And it's just, it's uncanny how close you are to the, to that place that I, that I was feeling about something, you know? And, and we all have had shitty relationships, you know, we've all had fights with, with our parents growing up or whatever, or have, you know, un, unfinished business emotionally. We all carry on a lot of baggage and it's great fodder for songwriting <laughs> and I've got a deep well of it and how cool was it for you to discover that that there were people just like you fantastic and that's that's one of the most amazing things that's the biggest gift of music is it does connect you with like minds it, it connects you with the universe uh and you feel like you're all alone and you're floating and and nobody knows what the hell's going on especially you about anything and you can listen to a, a song or listen to music and it can take you to a place where you feel less lonely. I mean, it's like religion to me. It's like how I how I view uh, the religious fervor or that that idea of faith, um, or or you know, in, in something that connects you with something else. And that's what music does for me. It's like energy. It's movement, and it connects you with other people. It connects you with their their energy, and just makes you feel less alone. Of all of these songs, which one gave you the most surprises? Which one did you not think had the life that it ended up having? I love you. And I say that because uh, I considered it not one of the strongest tracks live because it sounded so much like the record to me. But when I heard it back, I really... I, I, it's one of my favorite songs anyway, and, and I think it's different enough. And the musicians, even though we're remaining quite close to the way it sounds in the record, everybody brings a different thing to it. And that one really stood out to me as, wow, this, this needs to go on the record. Let me surround you 
I know it's true. 
Access Podcast is a presentation of infohub.ca. For the latest on what's happening in your community, let's build the future together at infohub.ca. And Entertainment Plus Mobile DJ and Media Relations in Moncton, see entertainmentplus.ca. And moving on, we feature another native Haligonian, similar to Sarah McLaughlin, only Blue Lobelia remains on the East Coast and is enjoying all the accolades of a burgeoning music career. Her brand new single is the first in a series that's going to be released, leading up to a full-length album. This is Blue Lobelia with Sometime I Go on Atlantic Access. Sometimes I go to the ocean My urgency matched by the ocean Yes, I am a goddamn ocean me here 
a new show each week. Follow the Atlantic Access podcast with Terry Parker and like our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Atlantic Access. Access always spelled with an X.